everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are so excited to bring you our interview with rising Cal junior, Maya Lazan. Maya is here to talk about her team's record-breaking season last year, getting the first perfect 10 of her career on beam. We get her thoughts on Cal leaving the Pac-12 to join the ACC, which will happen during her senior year, and so much more. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Maya Lazan. So how did your summer go? Did you do anything fun or did you kind of just mostly relax? Yeah, no, my summer was really great. Um, As soon as school finished, actually, I only went home for about a month because I ended up taking a summer course at Berkeley this year. So I actually came back in mid-June and yeah, but when I went home, I got to spend a lot of time with family and friends. And so that was really nice. And then when I came back for the summer, the majority of my team was actually here, whether or not they were taking another summer course or they were just like here. But yeah, so I got to spend a lot of time with them. Um, It was more relaxing, if anything. I mean, we went to the beach every once in a while and we got to go out to eat and stuff like that. But it was I wouldn't say anything significant happened, just a lot of relaxation and spending time with friends. Yeah. I'm I'm not super familiar with that area. Are you guys near the ocean or like, is it, how far are you from a beach? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're close to the Bay. So we have some beaches down in San Francisco, um, but they also have ones that are a little further out, like an hour, an hour and a half that are a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. So I got to visit a couple of those this summer and I haven't really explored um, the Bay area like that actually. Cause I'm, I'm not from here. So uh, all I really know of NorCal is just the Berkeley area. So but yeah, this summer being here and having a little bit more free time, definitely got to go out and venture a little bit, which was really cool. Yeah. So around this time, a lot of teams are kind of starting to do like their team retreats or whatever you want to call it. Does Cal do anything like that? Yeah. So we do do team retreats every single year. Um, My freshman year, when we were sort of in the midst of COVID, we didn't end up doing what we normally do, but we did like a little team gathering at this place near campus and just did like a scavenger hunt, kind of like that, and just like had food. Um, But normally we go down to this place called Sea Ranch, and it's about an hour away, an hour and a half, and we get to stay at one of Justin and Liz's friend's house. And it's really awesome. We get to stay there for a couple of days. Um, We do a lot of team bonding stuff. Last year, we went to the beach and it was beautiful. I have a lot of pictures from the area and we did um, like kite building. But one of the, we were put into groups actually. And then one person had to be blindfolded and it was just, it was kind of a mess, but it was very fun. (laughs) I was the one being blindfolded. And so it was just kind of the aspect of listening and being able to do tasks through the through the help of your teammates. Right. And yes, but that was really fun. And then we did like talent shows and stuff like that and like watched movies and yeah, but there was a lot of fun things that we do on our team retreat when we go to Sea Ranch and it's it's really beautiful too. So that's something that we do and it's awesome. So did you guys do it for this season yet or no? No, it's actually happening in the beginning of October. So in about two weeks, I think we'll uh head over there and that'll be really fun especially with like our new freshmen and yeah yeah, I'm sure it'll be relatively the same as it was last year so and I really enjoyed it 
Well, cool. Yeah. And you're, you're back in school now, obviously. Mm -hmm. So tell our listeners what you're majoring in. And then if you can like share a little bit about what your schedule is like in Mm -hmm. preseason. So how do you balance gymnastics, school? Um, what is like a day in your life? Yeah. Right. Um, Well, I just declared earlier this year, so that was pretty cool, but I'm studying nutritional sciences, um, physiology, and metabolism. Post-grad, I would love to be a PA. I would love to be a physician assistant. Uh, My Both my parents sort of have experience surrounding the medical field, and my stepdad's also an oncologist. So I kind of grew up in the environment of knowing that my parents were working around like science or medicine. So that's always been something that I wanted to do with myself in the future. Yeah, but balancing school and gym and sort of my schedule, I have classes throughout the entire week. And yeah, I sort of have them spread out. So they're not back to back, because it's nice to have like breaks in between my classes. Um, Tuesdays are definitely my busiest days. I have a bio lab on that day. So that's a three hour period of just studying and moving around constantly doing something Um, Other than that, I have a bunch of lectures, a bunch of discussions. I just started my upper divs for nutritional sciences. And so those are obviously um, a lot more heavy uh, workload. Yeah. But yeah. And then I have Fridays off, actually. So that's my relaxing day. (laughs) Right. It's nice that it's at the end of the week because then it's like, okay, after Thursday, I kind of just get to wind down for a little bit and kind of have the stress level. So it's almost like a three-day weekend. Yeah, no, that's really <laughs> nice. And I feel like I wouldn't expect a college athlete to have such flexibility in their schedule to be able to have like a Friday off and then have the weekend off and not have to have classes. Do you have practice on those days? Uh, Yeah, so we have practice on Mondays, Tuesdays. We have Wednesdays off and then Thursday, Friday right now in our eight hour periods. But then as soon as we move into our 20 hour periods, which will be in the middle of September, actually, um, we'll start practicing on Sundays. Does it ever get overwhelming being a student athlete and balancing school and gym and having a social life too? Does that get overwhelming sometimes? Yeah, definitely gets incredibly overwhelming. I mean, Berkeley being one of the top academic schools, um, it can get a lot. I feel like sometimes my plate is overfilled a little bit but um yeah I think ways that I sort of balance around that is just sticking to a schedule going to my classes um getting a decent amount of sleep or at least trying to every once in a while (laughs) um yeah I have some I have some tactics that I like to stick to just to sort of balance it out because it definitely does get overwhelming with a heavy course load and then we have practice in the morning so all of that can be a little bit overwhelming throughout the day I get I just get tired throughout the day most of the time, but I like to utilize naps a lot, especially this year already. We've only been in school for about like two weeks and I've been utilizing a lot of naps that I can fit in between yeah. my school. And I'm I'm a big caffeine person. I love coffee and I feel like I've always always just have to have like some sort of dose of caffeine to keep me alive and going. I relate to that. So I have never been a coffee drinker, but I started grad school at Michigan like three weeks ago now. And 
like same thing like I I'm like getting addicted to coffee already and like my entire life I never drank coffee I never understood why people needed it and now suddenly I'm like I get it like in between classes I'm like gonna go get my coffee it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I totally understand that every second of the day is if I have free time maybe I'll walk over to a cafe pick up a little coffee head to class or even if I'm studying just to keep me awake yeah sometimes you need it sometimes you need it I was going to ask you your go-to self-care tip, but it sounds like naps and coffee. Yeah, naps, naps <laughs> and coffee, definitely my two self-care tips. Uh, but yeah, I definitely have a couple more. Recently, I've actually been doing a lot of reading. And so um, I've been sort of uh, in my nighttime schedule. I like to disconnect sort of because usually I'll just go on my phone for hours and like scroll on TikTok or Instagram, like social media but I've learned that that's taken sort of a toll on me especially I think now that I'm entering my junior year of college it's like I was not as energetic or as involved on my phone as much as I was like when I was coming into college so I've been reading a lot recently to sort of wind down at night and it's been great it makes me tired so it makes me fall asleep a lot easier also I would say like pampering yourself every once in a while like go get your nails done like do a skincare routine like stuff little stuff like that because I feel like every once in a while when you get wrapped in to such a strenuous schedule like taking care of yourself and doing a little bit of pampering can be good every once in a while right yeah you can't put your best foot forward if you're not taking care of yourself what's that quote like you can't pour from an empty cup is that the quote yeah Yeah, something like that yeah (laughs) so like you said cal obviously is one of the top academic schools it's also a top gymnastics school top 10 pretty consistently the last couple of years so when you go through the recruiting process was that something that was important for you not only the academic side but also finding a school that could offer in terms of gymnastics as well no yeah definitely um when I was going through the recruiting process it was more I was looking for a university that would both benefit my academics and my athletics um I'm also from Washington so I'm very familiar with the west coast and I think that was also just something I wanted to be a part of and just be a little bit closer to home But yeah, and I think I was looking for a lot of things like culture and diversity, stuff like that, because the area that I grew up in, there was a lot of diversity. And so that was sort of what I was accustomed to growing up. And so I loved that Cal had a lot of diversity. I actually wasn't committed to Cal originally. And so I had committed to Cal um, over a Zoom call during the pandemic. And I'd actually never visited campus or anything like that. Um, until I came to college my freshman year which was pretty funny actually but I don't know yeah. if I knew that did you know that uh-uh. yeah. I'm like I mean I'm learning this for the first time yeah. Yeah. Where were you committed to originally I was committed to the University of Minnesota oh, oh. okay interesting yeah. I did not know that and uh, I thought we're yeah. right on top of things like that I had no idea <laughs> yeah I was originally committed to Minnesota and I loved their program I loved the coaches I loved the team the girls and everything I just wasn't sure if um, because it's a little further from home and I don't have any family in Minnesota. So I just thought maybe I would be a little bit more comfortable. And if I was just closer to my parents and stayed somewhere that I was a little more familiar with, I think. And my mom has also, also has property and lives in California. So it's really convenient for her because she's able to come to a lot of our home meets because she's um, in the California area. So that's also really nice to have family just up here. So you didn't step foot on campus until you were actually there your freshman year. Yeah, it was crazy because on the Zoom call meeting, I'm like, 
seeing pictures of the campus and they're like showing me all these things and it's like I never actually have seen it in person and I'm like wow like yeah that looks really cool that looks awesome like I'm totally on board and then I had met um Janelle at the time um, when she was our coach and Liz when they visited Washington for a camp and I had gone to dinner with them and I met them for the first time there right before college and then I met Justin for the first time ever when I actually came to college and then I met the girls on the team and then it was funny because about two weeks after I had moved in as a freshman and I, I've never gone a, on a recruiting visit so I knew nothing about the campus nothing about where anything was located I actually became a host for a recruit who's actually on our team now she's like asking me these questions like oh what's this what's that and I'm like oh that's actually a really good question that's the first time I'm seeing this also find out together it's yeah. fine yeah I'm like yeah I know I'm like talking to the coaches I'm like yeah I don't think I've ever seen that either and they're like <laughs> yeah you're basically going on a recruiting visit right now with the recruiter. Like, that's awesome <laughs> Love but, that. yeah that was sort of the first time that I saw everything was actually when I came to campus as a freshman which was really funny actually what is zoom recruiting like like do they pull up like a powerpoint and like show you the pictures or like how do they yeah. actually do that through zoom yeah it was it was basically just what you had just said it was they pull up a powerpoint they go through the campus they talk about team culture and like everything like that that you need to know about the team and the university and obviously it was um Justin and Liz do an amazing job of constructing all of that and it was convincing for me and I was totally on board and I had gone with my gut feeling I think that's what makes this university and like the coaching staff incredibly special is that I didn't need to be with them in person and they were able to convince me and persuade me enough that you know what Berkeley is going to be an amazing university and it's going to benefit me in so many different ways like gymnastics wise and academically I was like yeah that's that's definitely where I want to step foot in and get a degree from there and then start my future. Yeah. So now that you're going into your junior year, what is your favorite part of Cal so far? Yeah, I would say my favorite part and sort of like what I've talked about, um, Justin and Liz, is definitely the relationships that I've sort of made. I think social connectedness has always been super important for me. And I kind of feel like that's also really helpful towards my well-being. Um, I feel like since I've been here, I've been able to grow a lot as an individual, as well as I've been able to develop so many relationships and it's easier to tackle things in a new environment because the transition from high school to college was definitely huge for me and very scary but I was able to tackle that with like my roommates and the other incoming freshmen and then the rest of my team and getting help from like the upperclassmen and like all the resources the staff the coaches and that made that process a lot easier but I mean these are relationships that I'm going to be taking in for a lifetime and that's something I'm incredibly grateful for so yeah I would say the people and the those I surround myself with are definitely probably my favorite things that I've gotten at Cal so far. So I want to talk about last season. Um, you broke the school record on beam twice in one weekend. So you got a 9975 on beam and that was like, super exciting. And then two days later, you followed up with a 10 on beam, like casual. <laughs> also, you guys as a team broke the record both days. And then one of those, I forget which weekend it was or what day it was in that weekend, but the beam record as well was broken. So yeah, back to that entire weekend and like what was going on through your mind as not only you, but your team also broke yeah. so, so much history, so many records. Talk about that. 
Yeah, no, that weekend was definitely a thrill. That was that was such an amazing weekend for us. Um, I honestly don't think that we were expecting to break so many records for our university in about two days of competition, but that was amazing. I mean, our Friday meet was our senior night, and then we had our very last meet before starting postseason on Sunday. And so I think we just went in really with the mentality of, you know what, this is going to be a fun weekend. It's senior weekend. Like let's embrace it for these girls because our team is so small. And so we want to really show and our appreciativeness for our seniors, especially because they're the leaders of our team. And let's just make it fun one last time for them at Haas because they're competing for the last time in our arena and yeah, I think the first day we just had amazing competition and then we kind of just brought that energy back into the arena the second day. And so we just kept breaking records upon records. And I think on beam in particular, our energy from each person in the lineup kind of just built off and like rolled on to the next person. And so we just had one of our strongest beam rotations ever. And then being able to end on floor in Haas is just like such a great feeling. It's like a floor party. And I mean, that entire weekend, we had so many fans too. Recently, we've been getting a lot more fans at Haas, which is really great because they bring a lot of energy. So I think having two days of competition in a row and having those fans there was definitely amazing. But yeah, that that weekend was great for us. <laughs> yeah, and also for you individually, that 10 on beam, yeah. you finished that routine. Did you know that it was perfect? Like, were you like, yeah, that's the one? To be completely honest, I, well, I mean, I'm definitely grateful. It felt incredibly rewarding. Like I didn't, I knew we were on a good, a good kind of role that day because our scores on beam were just like flying so high and everyone was just drilling all of their skills, all their dismounts, like presentation was amazing. I think in the moment it's, we're not really thinking about the scores. We were just thinking about having so much fun together and really just soaking it all in. But to me personally, I think after the meet, I had watched the routine over and over again. And I have I have felt like I've drilled that dismount like so many times throughout the season that I felt like I recoiled a tiny bit <laughs> on the landing, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, that's why I want to say I'm extremely grateful and it's incredibly rewarding. I just kind of felt like, wow, like. I do feel like I've drilled that a little bit harder before, like previously in the season, but I mean, <laughs> it's a great feeling. So yeah. Well, and it's funny to soak it in. That's yeah. um, not the first time that we've talked to a gymnast who's gotten a 10 and they've said that like, they didn't feel like that was their best wine, but that's the one yeah. that got them the 10. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was definitely such a great and rewarding feeling it was definitely a little weird though because then I'm like watching back and like reflecting on like that weekend I was like wow I, I kind of feel like my Friday routine was a little better than that one if I'm being completely honest but yeah definitely grateful but yeah could have feel like I could have drilled it just a little bit more on the dismount but it's okay next season can be full of right or maybe <laughs> that's what I was gonna say like this coming season you're going to get all the tens. Knock oh, on no. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, don't jinx it. <laughs> no, I mean, you're so good at beam. Like, I feel Thank like. Thank you. <laughs> to be expected. Yeah, uh, definitely say that's one of my stronger events. So has beam always come naturally to you? I sort of feel like in club, I want to say that beam did come more naturally to me compared to the other events. 
but I would say it was more of like a physical thing for me because in club gymnastics, I feel like I definitely wasn't as confident in my beam. It was more just like get on and get off kind of thing. Yeah. And um, physically, I want to say that I've always been a little bit stronger at beam than how I put myself out there on the other events. But I think I've definitely gained a lot more confidence being um, here on the team at Cal. I mean, Liz does a great job with like building our confidence up. And so I think I've learned to be more technical as well with like where I'm putting my arms or like how I'm finishing and like when to smile at the judges. Like it's it's focusing on like the little details that really matter. And I think I've gotten a lot better at that kind of stuff being here doing college gymnastics than how it was in club. Yeah. I've always wondered with gymnast, when you're up on the event, do you like talk to yourself? Are you thinking anything? Are you kind of just on autopilot? Mm -hmm. It's, I feel like for me, it's a little bit of both of like being on autopilot. It's kind of just like by routine. It's like what we practice in the gym. Like we're doing it so much and it's just a bunch of repetition that it's just kind of muscle memory at the time. But also we have like, um, we have some keywords that we talk about a lot. And so I have keywords going into like my series or even my turn, my leaps and just talking to myself in my head and telling myself like where to put my arms or like to be sharp, like st small words like that definitely help me engage a little bit more, a little bit of autopilot and a little bit of like self-confidence and then talking to myself, giving myself keywords and stuff like that helped me a lot when it comes to um, flowing through my routine with, with ease. Yeah. And I have to ask you about your mouth. It's the most beautiful mouth that I've ever seen. And I'm not exaggerating. Thank you. It literally like the most beautiful photos come from your beam mouth. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. So I wanted to know, I guess, what was the inspiration behind that mount? Did you come up with that or did somebody else have the inspiration? I guess talk about the beam mount. Yeah. So um, from the earliest I can remember, I think from level nine up to my sophomore year of high school, I actually competed a press mount into the TikTok. And so I was doing that mount for a really long time, um, but without the walking down the beam part. And so my beam coach in club, um, Kathy Sutherland, she loves, she's just like Liz when it comes to like choreography and dance. She loves to get creative and a little funky. And so one day I actually have a picture from a long time ago of me in that arch position doing that because we had messed around with it, but I never put it into my routine. And then when I had come to college and we're like messing around with dance and like figuring out our routines, um, I had shown Liz that mount and she was like, she was like, I love that. She was like, we're putting that in You're, She was like, that's so unique. That's so awesome. Like no one else does that. Like you're, you're yeah. competing that. And I was like, I mean, okay. Yeah. I had sort of taken it out my junior and senior year because I mean, the press handstand, I'm not as strong as I was when I was a lot younger. <laughs> and so sometimes doing a press, especially from a sit now, um, can be extremely tiring at the beginning of a beam routine. So I never really thought of a way to get around that until I just figured out why don't I just jump onto the beam and kick up into a handstand. And then she was like, then just walk down and kick over and then go straight into your turn. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do all of that. I was like, that's great. My back hurts every time I watch you like do that. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. I can't say that it feels the best on my back either, but <laughs> anything for a good picture. Right. I was just going to say that. Anything for the photo. Anything for the yeah, right. Anything for the photo. <laughs> we appreciate the sacrifice your back is making. 
for us to I'm watch that. I can, I can please those around watching the Beaver <laughs> team that. <laughs> so I want to talk about regionals last year. You guys mm-hmm. obviously advanced to the NCAA championships. You beat Florida, which I think probably some people didn't necessarily predict going into it. Um, mm-hmm. And you did that with the highest road score and then the highest postseason score in school history. So did you guys surprise yourself at all with that performance? Or did you know going in that you guys could come out on top? Yeah, I definitely think that for day two of regionals, that was extremely shocking for us. I mean, I think we've had conversations like this with our coaches before, and I think sometimes our team lacks a little bit of confidence when it comes to competing against teams with sort of bigger names. And I feel like sometimes Cal's a little bit on the back burner when it comes to stuff like that, like big competition. But it's sort of moments like that where we can think to ourselves, like we are applying ourselves and we are training just as hard as other teams in the NCAA. And I think in competition, we're sort of just thinking about having fun, embracing one another. And it's more of less the the outcome and more about the process that we're thinking about. And I think towards the end, when we had such an amazing beam rotation, we also killed it that day on beam. And that was amazing for us. It was also another one of those days where, the energy just kind of built off of one another in the lineup. And then floor is also one of our other stronger events. So to know that we are going to end on floor that day was amazing. And then we were just killing it. And at that point we were like, Oh my gosh, like did, did we really do that? We were like, we're, we understand that we are like extremely capable and we have so much talent on the team. I think sometimes for us though, we just get wrapped up in our heads a little bit and we, we sort of, lowball ourselves a little bit but I think in moments like those we think to ourselves like wow we are a talented group of girls and as long as we put our minds to it we can accomplish so much and it's it was such an amazing feeling for us that was incredible yeah you guys were coming in hot like off regionals going into NCAAs I'm not yeah. gonna I was like they they could win this whole thing like I, I believe in you guys <laughs> yeah definitely you mentioned sometimes like the team lacking a little bit of confidence in those bigger, bigger meets against bigger teams, quote unquote, bigger yeah. teams. Do you feel like going into nationals, that's maybe what happened a little bit? Cause you guys, like Ashley said, were like on a roll. You were leading after leading somebody one, I should say, after the halfway point of the competition. And then you guys went to bars, which has historically been a pretty good event for you guys. Um, yeah, and then fell, fell apart just a little bit there. So I guess in, from your perspective, um, when you look back on that, what do you think? What happened there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was definitely a little bit of nerves. I mean, Cal has only made it to nationals a handful of times in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think being able to be a part of that was one super exciting for us. But I think as soon as we got into competition, I think we just got a little bit rattled. And to be honest, and we had talked about this, I think it was more of just an uncharacteristic thing for us because like you said, like, Bars has always been like a very strong event for us. Um, Definitely the hardest lineup to break into on our team. And uh, we do have a lot of depth and a lot of talent on that event. So I think when we are competing at nationals, it was just sort of an uncharacteristic thing mixed with nerves. But I think even regardless of that, then we are like, you know what? Maybe we didn't get the outcome we wanted, but we're going to go to beam. We're just going to kill it because we know that this is one of our stronger events. And it's a, it was already such an accomplishment making it there in general because we haven't made it an extensive amount of times. And my freshman year, we didn't qualify to nationals. So that was my first nationals being there with the team. And so that was just being able to experience day one was quite amazing for me. And I think some of the other girls on the team can say the same thing, but 
And we got to debut a very pretty Leo. So yes. that was also another very exciting thing about that day. <laughs> very, very important. <laughs> it was it's incredibly important. As long as we as long as we sparkle and we look good in the Leos. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of funny because after the competition, because we had um Liz has had customized that Leo and we were talking about what Leo we were gonna wear on day one. And because the other Leo that we had brought, we had worn before during the season. And we were like, well, do we wear this one on day one or is that jinxing it for day two? Because then what if we don't make it to day two, right. then then we're not going to be able to debut the Leo. And so <laughs> we talked about now, it's like maybe we just jinxed it a little bit. But um, yeah, so that's a funny story that had happened actually during that time. <laughs> right. Like you don't want to go into it like assuming that you're going to advance. And then it's like you want yeah. to one so everyone can see like how beautiful mm-hmm. this Leo is. Yeah, right. <laughs> the confliction. So sort of something like that. So Cal has not made it to NCAA finals ever as a team. Is that something that, and, and the yeah. team is very much capable of it. I want to say that, mm-hmm. but um, is that something that you guys think about? Like when you're down on the floor competing, are you thinking about the fact that like we could make it to NCAA finals for the first time ever? And we're, we're trying so hard to do that. Or do you not really think about that while you're out on the floor? Yeah. I mean, from the beginning of preseason, we talk about like what we want our end goals to be. And since I've gone here, obviously our end goal has been to make final four. And that's something that our coaches always reiterate, but it's more about, we talk about the process more than the end goal. And it's like, we're, what we do in practice is going to translate into competition and the amount that we apply ourselves. And as long as we can bring that into competition, that's how we're going to reach our goals and I think it's extremely attainable for us to next time maybe next season to to definitely get there and that's a thing I think especially now after last season like to be like that close and to see that we are so capable and like even though we didn't have our greatest meet on day one of nationals like there were so many times throughout the season where we had broken so many goals and we got um the highest team score like or our highest team score traveling, like those are like moments where we're like, you know what, we are very capable and we can, and we do think about that throughout the meet, but it's more about having fun. I think just lifting each other up throughout the competition, because as long as we can do that, then we're definitely going to be able to reach the goal of getting what we want and advancing to where we need to be. But yeah, I think it's incredibly attainable for us. And I think that's going to be something that we're going to be striving for next season, of course, but yeah, definitely something that we're thinking about through the meet, but I think it's more important to have that we have fun and that we utilize that time together to lift each other up for competition because what happens at the end is what happens and we can't really change anything about that, but that sort of motivates us to, you know, we're this close, we can we can push ourselves and we are going to get better. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, Cal has a motto of hashtag one day better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess talk about that and like how that mindset impacts you personally and also the team, um, and the mindset that you have when you approach competition, how does that mantra play into the team's success? Yeah. Um, since I got to campus, I've just heard one day better everywhere on our team. We actually have it on a lot of our gear too, which is kind of funny, but I mean, I think it's sort of just to, it allows us to acknowledge that we can come into the gym and there's always going to be something to improve on to get better on I mean inevitably in the sport of gymnastics and with our crazy practice schedule and how much we train you're not going to have the most amazing practice day every single day and so that kind of reminds us that 
you can come into the gym the next day with a fresh start and really focus on the things that you can get better on and reflect on the last practice day. And I think we do that really well when it comes to competition. So after we meet um, the following practice, we'll sort of reflect and we'll debrief on like how the competition went, where are areas that we could improve on, whether that's individual or team oriented. And it could also be things like like attitude, confidence, little things like how could I have blocked off the table a little bit hot, like harder or like maybe like that extra toe point or straightening your arms. Like it could be little things like that also. But I really think it's just a reminder that we sort of set to ourselves that there's always something that we're going to be able to improve on and get better at. And as long as we apply those to ourselves in practice and put that into competition, like it's going to be so worth it at the end because even the little things matter and being able to present ourselves the way that we put ourselves in practice and just get one day better is quite amazing. And I think we've been making so much history, especially last season. So yeah. we, I think throughout the season, we are kind of just breaking all these records and winning these championships. And that was us getting one day better because we are like, wow, we are capable of doing these things. So let's just go into the gym, work hard, put what we do in practice into competition and just show that we can be one day better. So yeah, I think that's something that's really, really important on our team that I I love. And I definitely think about that all the time, especially because it's on all of our gear. So it's not like I can escape it. Right. It's everywhere. <laughs> Do you guys have any specific, some teams have like a, a mantra for the season. Do you guys come up with stuff like that for this every single season as well? Or is it just that overarching motto for the entire program every year you're there? Yeah, it's since I've been here, at least we've sort of just had that one motto of getting one day better. Recently, they had put some of this on our gear too, which is kind of funny. They had put full send on some of our <laughs> shit, which is actually so funny. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to get canceled for this because of no, for whatever? I don't even know. <laughs> Something that was funny, but I think someone had said that in the gym as a joke one time. And Justin and Liz were like, you know what, like full send, like, that's awesome. Let's put it on all of our gear. We were like, <laughs> what? All so, in. <laughs> uh, we're all in. And so on some of our t-shirts, we'll have one day better. And then I, in like cursive in the background, you'll just see full send. And we're like, wow, <laughs> there are just so many things going on right now. But yeah, so that's sort of a jokingly thing that we say a bunch <laughs> in our gym now is full send because I mean, you know, we're not going to hold back on anything we do. So as long as we put everything out there, you know what, that that's as much as we can do. And that's a full set. So that's what, that's what our coaches love to say. I, mean, I feel like the two things do play into each other. Like the one day better yeah, mindset really does play into like this attitude of like full send. Like this is what yeah, we're in. Right. Exactly. We're all in, all on the same page. All in. Yeah. All in or nothing. So yeah, yeah definitely. I would say those two do play into each other, but yeah, I would say those two are kind of the mottos that we go by and that we focus on walking into the gym because like we start all of our practices off with a little team meeting like a five minute team meeting of just like what we're going to do in practice today how we're going to achieve it and then Justin will say stuff like how are we going to get one day better and we kind of do that every single day so that kind of just allows us to move forward and really focus on the little things and how we can improve that day from like the last practice or what what we really want to utilize to to get better that day in particular. So I have to ask you about the big news lately. Everyone is talking about it. Yeah. So you know, you know what's coming. So <laughs> I know what's coming. 
Cal has switched from the Pac-12 to the ACC, and that's starting in 2025, yeah. which will be your senior year. So I'm mm-hmm. curious your perspective as a student athlete, as someone who's going to be affected by this. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, um, very big news to start that off. But um, yeah, I mean, for me personally, it is kind of sad leaving the Pac-12 um, because, I mean, we've had so much gymnastics history. I think growing up in Washington, I had a lot of club teammates go to schools like UW, OSU, Stanford. And so being able to watch them as a little kid compete in the Pac-12 and then being able to achieve my dreams and competing in the Pac-12, I think it coming to an end is definitely a little bit a bit a bittersweet feeling I would say but I do think um you know moving on to a different conference and especially one that's just starting up with our sport is going to be something pretty special to be a part of but yeah I think I think it'll be really good for us and you know we're just going to keep grinding through and you know, working for those championships and just like what we did with Pac-12. So I think that's definitely something to remind ourselves. Quite the contrast. You have Pac-12, which I think it's been around for 108 years, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been around for a really long time. And obviously yeah. there's so much history with gymnastics. But then on the other end, you have the ACC, which has obviously been a conference for other sports. But for gymnastics, this is going to be the first time that we have the ACC. So it's like you're leaving yeah. so much history, but then joining another that's kind of like a baby and just getting started. out. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Were you guys kept in the loop and like what was going on? Like as a team, were you guys talking about like what the school was going to do or did you kind of find out on social media like everybody else? Yeah, I think in the beginning. So when we had seen other teams like starting to leave the conference, we were just seeing all the stuff on social media for the most part. And then I think by the time our athletic department did find out that we were moving to the ACC, we had like a big um, student athlete Zoom meeting that we were all a part of. And so um, we got to hear some more details and the big news of Cal's moving to the ACC, like stuff like that. And they talked a little bit about traveling and just like how that's going to go about. But we didn't hear too much about it. But yeah, for the most part, we were kind of just seeing and scrolling through social media and we would see like assumptions or like, where's Cal going to go and stuff like that. But as soon as it was actually known that we were going to go to the ACC, we had um, we had a giant student athlete Zoom meeting. And so that's how we kind of heard the news like the actual news that it was official yeah did it give you guys a lot of anxiety kind of having like this uncertainty looming of like where you guys were gonna end up like from your perspective at least like what like were you feeling anxious about it well yeah I was definitely feeling anxious about it and I think I can speak for the rest of my team too I mean less for the seniors because that's not really going to impact them since their last years are going to be in the Pac-12 but even even though I'm going to be a junior and I'm only going to be one year in this new conference, I think it is a little bit scary knowing that we're going to be moving a little bit more, traveling a little further and how that's really going to affect our program and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, it's, it, it is exciting news to be a part of a new conference that is starting up a new gymnastics sort of field and to also because we've been competing with Stanford so to have them also be in them in the loop with us it'll be nice to have a familiar face yeah. with us competing but yeah I think it'll be really good exposure for us to especially get that get out there in the east coast and I mean me personally I've never really been to the east coast 
besides the time that we were close to Pittsburgh. So that was yeah. like, that was really it. So, I mean, not that we'll be exploring that much or anything down there. It'll be more gymnastics related. I mean, I've never really been there. So that'll be cool my senior year, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on all that travel? You mentioned that, like, is that something that you can see as like a, not a problem, but like, I mean, it could, it could be, it could be a problem. Is that, yeah. like, is that something that like, cause that like for me, for example, I'm not a big traveling person. So if I was, yeah. athlete, I would hate having to travel like that yeah. all the time. Is that well, something that you're going to think about? You guys are used to traveling obviously, but like it's the distance, yeah. it's the distance and like the amount of time you're going to spend in airports on planes. Yeah. You know, every other yeah. week, whatever it is. So, like, yeah, I guess how definitely. do you honestly, how do you honestly feel about that? Have they said anything to you guys about that? And like, how that's going to look or not yet? Yeah, a, a little bit, kind of. We've uh, been in the loop about it, like, a little bit. But, I mean, I think the ACCA is trying to uh, um, create a sort of creative schedule for, that can fit us in Stanford into the loop of how to minimize sort of extensive traveling. But, yeah, I mean... Cal in particular, our team, I think we do a lot of far traveling in general, not all the time, but I I do think we travel a good amount out of our conference. And so I think definitely going to the East Coast when we first heard, I was like, because I was like, at first, I'm not the biggest like sports person. I'm like, where is the ACC? Like, where is that in the US? And like, what is this? So I'm like, what conference is that? Like, where is that? But then, yeah, I mean, the time change, especially, and then the distance of traveling, the hour, the hours and hours of flights that we're going to be taking. I think that'll definitely be a little bit of an adjustment that we're going to need to get used to as soon as that gets there. But I mean, overall, I think it'll be good for us to get some exposure traveling over there. And I think it'll be good for us to also, I think being on the West Coast, we'll still see out of when we're not in this conference anymore, we'll still see some West Coast schools. And then, I mean, in the sport of gymnastics, we've also attended a lot of quad meets. Last season, we attended a couple quad meets. And so that was good exposure to compete with other teams outside of our conference. But yeah, I definitely think it's just the traveling is def definitely going to be something to get used to and sort of the time changes and the flights and all of that. But I guess we'll tackle that as soon as we get there. Yeah, right. One step at a time. I feel like yeah, one, one step at a time. I do feel like a potential positive is like you said, the exposure and like yeah, people, like the accessibility of the meets. Like I feel like the Pac-12 hasn't always been like the easiest for people to watch, um, at least yeah. from like a, a fan perspective. So um, yeah. hopefully I, I'm, I'm hopeful that that's something that we'll see improvements on when you guys move to the ACC and, um, people internationally, but also here in the United States, being able to like access your guys' yeah, meets and right. watch you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So now looking ahead to this season, um, what personal goals do you have for yourself? Yeah, I think for this, for this year, I think I'm just going to keep working hard in the gym working hard in the classroom. I think it's taken a little bit of a toll on me that I'm now an upperclassman and I'm entering my junior year. So like things are getting a little bit more serious and I'm getting closer to a little bit of more of the real life stuff. And I know that's just going to fly by so fast because I swore I could have been a freshman like a week ago and now I'm entering my junior year. So I know senior year is going to hit really fast and then senior year is going to be over. And then I'll probably go through like a quarter life crisis. Like what <laughs> am I doing with myself? But I mean, that's another thing of Cal that's really important that I know I'll have like a lot of um, opportunities post-grad. But um, yeah, I think some more personal goals would just be to, um, you know, just keep breaking records with my team and continue to make history. I think that's been really important, something that, we were really good at last season and also 
me personally, bars has not been my strongest event like ever. But um, coming into Cal, I've definitely improved a lot on that event. So and I've been working on a little bit of upgrading and just like cleaning up my form and my technique a little bit, especially this summer. So just improving on that and maybe being able to translate that into competition. But yeah, and then sort of just working more upgrades and then maybe I'll implement those into my future routines. I guess we'll see. But okay. um, yeah, just I think just keep working upgrades, keep working hard in the gym and then just really focusing on myself and carrying myself the way that I have been. I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job with that. Um, but yeah, just entering now the upperclassmen part of college. Um, I know classes are going to get more stressful. So just sort of holding myself together also in the classroom. But also holding myself together in the gym and I think really just just putting out and continuing what I'm doing right now is something that I just want to keep doing the upgrades you don't have to say specifically what but <laughs> what is that tell me more I heard that tell me more you're hoping to upgrade yeah I mean I'm not really sure how much I'll actually put into competition but I I definitely have been doing or working at least this summer upgrades on beam bars and floor. Okay. okay. Vault, vault has kind of just been the same, but yeah. Uh, yeah, on those three events, I've definitely been trying to push myself a little bit past my limit just to get a little better at these things. But yeah, I've been working on a couple of upgrades. I mean, I've, I've posted videos of them on my Instagram. So that's not, I mean, it's not really anything that I'm trying to hide. Like I have been working my lay lay on beam and so those have been going pretty well. And then I've also been getting back into back tumbling because I had taken that out when I came to college. I had competed a double pike in club, but then as soon as I came to college, I took out a pass. And so I was only doing my front double to tuck and then my one and a half to full. So I've been working on my back tumbling again, working on full ends. So those are kind of cool. And then um, on bars, I've just been I've been doing a lot of cleaning up, but I've also been working on some Maloney halves and some toe blind bowls and just like playing around with a lot of stuff like that and like Jaegers. But okay. I don't know how much we'll actually put into competition, <laughs> but those are just things that we've worked on sort of in the summer while we've been playing around and had the free time okay. to sort of stress ourselves out about doing routines every single day. <laughs> yeah, so I took advantage of that. <laughs> what about team goals? Obviously you mentioned wanting to make it to the final four and that being a pretty big goal for the team, but what about some things along the way until you get to that point? What are some of the other goals you guys have? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, like you just said, um, making final four is something that we're definitely going to be stressing since we started preseason. I mean, that is something that has always been a goal of ours. And I think, like I said earlier, in this that I think we're very attainable of completing but yeah so I think we're 100% capable of doing that and I think just like sort of continuing to make history we've gained so many amazing freshmen and I think it's great that we have such a small team but we're we utilize our resources enough that we can be one of the best teams in the NCAA even with like the minimal things that we have and like the minimal girls that we have but because we share so much love on the team, we were able to accomplish so many things. And so I think once season starts, we just really want to nail in and dial into those routines and continue breaking records on multiple events. Maybe, maybe we can make some more on the other ones too next season. Definitely. And then, I mean, especially because this is our last um, year competing in the Pac-12, making impact there 
towards the end of season and then um, as soon as postseason rolls around I mean because of last season how well that went for us I think we're just as capable of doing what we did last year and really coming out on top could be something that we could focus on would be amazing for us just making our last year in the Pac-12 definitely worth it because I mean this is a conference that has been so special to us and incredibly special so to live it out and make it worthwhile would definitely be great a great thing go out with a bang yeah we're gonna go out with a bang <laughs> definitely side note real quick I'm getting so distracted there's a gnat that's been it's flying around flying around <laughs> and I've been trying so hard not to just like clap and Wait, that happens all the time in our house for some reason they'll just be like fruit flies every once in a while and then we're just like we'll be having conversation with people in our household and then we'll just be like and then they're like, what? Yeah. They've Ari? Been, they've been going crazy in our apartment for some reason. So I looked up, like, like <laughs> where do they come from? Or like, how do you get rid of them? And apparently- How do you like, get rid of them? Make them leave. They're apparently attracted to like oxygen. So when you breathe, which is why I think they swarm your face. Like right now, it just- Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, we're like listening to you, obviously. And then I'm seeing like this like gnat, like fly, like by no. my- <laughs> That's so terrible. It's, it's like, so why? Just leave. Mouth. They're like annoying too. They're just like- they won't leave you alone yeah so, yeah but we have a bunch of those too like they they show up every once in a while in our new place and so I'm glad it's not just us I thought we were like doing something wrong <laughs> yeah no that's definitely annoying and I can heavily relate to that it happens to us too in my house happens to the best of us happens to the best of us so it's really okay <laughs> Um, okay, so to wrap this up, we have a couple like just fun random questions for people yeah, to get definitely. to you. Okay, so the first one is last show you binge watched. Oh gosh. Um, um, um show. I'm trying to think of a show. The last movie series that I did binge watch was Harry Potter. Okay, um, nice. I'm trying to think of a show that oh, I guess the the last season of Black Mirror that had come out. I've recently. never seen that. It's on Netflix, but um, they had come out with a new season in the summer, I think. And so I think that was the last show that I binge watched. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. All right. We'll have to look it up. We'll add it to the list. I was just going to say, edit yeah, it. Yeah, it's an intense digitalized world kind of series and a lot of crazy things just happen in it. <laughs> it's really interesting. Interesting. Well noted. Noted. <laughs> if you had to create a Mount Rushmore for gymnastics, so basically like four iconic people, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? Oh my gosh. Um and it can be anybody, like just whoever like speaks to your heart. Right. Is there like a limit or like like a limit of people or <laughs> you can like what extend is the Mount Rushmore? More details before I go overboard or you're talking about making history. You're gonna make history by extending Mount Rushmore and taking more than four people. So you can do as many as you want. Yeah, you can have fine. like five people, six, and just whoever, like if you if we were to build like a gymnastics monument like who do you want on it and just like overall like gymnastics life kind of just like ncaa kind of things like it could be you're in charge of it so it could be whatever you want you've been tasked with this duty so whatever you want okay um well i would definitely have to throw simone biles in there because she's a goaded human being and is i don't even know she's like not even human like i don't even know how she's 26 doing the things that she's doing right now um I loved Lori Hernandez when I was growing up I loved her on every single event Allie Raisman was my favorite gymnast one of my favorite gymnasts um 
I don't know. I'm, I can't. I'm blanking right now. I can't even think of people. You have you have some good answers. What about the entire the entire Cal team? Okay, I was gonna say like what about be up there together with Simone, Lori, and um Allie. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Love it. That would be a good one. And I think the gymnastics community they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna agree. Like Cal gymnastics, Simone, Lori, Allie, Ray's men. Like that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. And then Cal, and then you have and that's you a go. set group of girls. You're gonna have an awesome <laughs> map team yeah. of men. You have like you have three heads and then just a bunch <laughs> of girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was totally blanking, but I think that sounds pretty good to me. I think that would be a great, a great. Oh, I like it. There. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> what about an item on your bucket list item on my bucket list um i've always wanted to go skydiving Ooh, i've always been spontaneous like that i mean bungee jumping seems pretty cool that seems a little bit more dangerous but i mean yeah i'm like skydiving isn't dangerous either but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you're like bungee jumping or jumping out of a plane like yeah, that so- one what do I want to do? Jump off connected to a rope or jump off with nothing connected to me, actually? Wait, that's so contradicting, actually. I Well, I see what you're saying because I feel with bungee jumping, like, I've seen so many horror videos of, like, the rope breaking. Yeah, and then I've you, seen like, a lot of those, too. But at least when you're, like, skydiving, like, sometimes you have someone with you and then, like, even if you don't, you have, like, your parachute, right? And, like, a yeah, backup right. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have a backup one. So I, f- I feel like that's safer. Like, I... Oh, 100%. I yeah oh um another one would probably it would be definitely and this is something I want to do like as soon as possible as soon as I can um is visit the Philippines because that's where both of my parents are from and so and I grew up around a lot of Filipino culture and Mm -hmm. so I would love to go there and um connect with my roots and me because I have so much family down there so I would just I would love to go to the Philippines and really explore Mm -hmm. that side of of the family and of myself and just like kind of dive deeper into my roots and my culture. So yeah, definitely go to the Philippines. Okay. So now that you said that, I just have a question that I thought of. We're seeing a lot of gymnasts like who are from the United States go to compete for the Philippines. Have you ever like given consideration to that? I'm not sure. You do not have to answer that if you don't want to. I'm literally just curious. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, yeah. like, it's, it's really like happening a lot. Like Aaliyah, oh, there's so is. many people that are like doing that. Well, and uh, yeah. Leva Bavar just announced she was going to be competing. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. So, like, did the thought ever cross your mind, or like you just focus on where you're at right now? I think it's been exposed to all of us gymnasts in the NCAA, especially seeing like so many college athletes now doing this. Right. But um, obviously, it's been it's been a thought because I'm like, wow, this is a super cool opportunity. Like, especially for me because um, I mean, traveling is very expensive, and like I've had my parents and like me, like we've all had super busy schedules, like since I've been a baby and so I've never got to visit the Philippines or really been tied into my culture in that way and so that's always been like how I said like something on my bucket list like to go there but then as soon as this stuff started happening in the NCAA and like girls were starting to compete for their home countries I was like whoa the wheels wheels started turning a little bit the wheels started turning a little bit so it was kind of just like a shower thought yeah well we are we are excited that you've even thought about it. We'll say yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's been a thought. I I won't I won't lie. It's definitely been a thought. I would just not confirm or. Deny. 
and we respect that right <sighs> okay we have two more questions and then we'll let you go because i feel like we've been we've been holding you up and i hear your phone like dinging in the background i'm like we're keeping her too long oh have- no 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 sorry that's those are my my roommates the they're they're texting in our group chat my roommates okay. all okay. of us, so that's that's just my roommates it's okay <laughs> okay we have two more so um three words that best describe you um I would like to say that I'm pretty funny. I'm just kidding. I get um, that. I get that. Vibe. I would say I would definitely say um humorous, um spontaneous, um and um loving. Say so I have a lot of love to give. I think I have a big heart. And so um that's why I think like social connectedness is super important for me and why I'm so family oriented. It's just like people of people and being able to like make other people smile or being able to make other people laugh and being able to share a connection with the people that I surround myself with is definitely really important to me. So I would say loving and caring, that sort of aspect, and then definitely um spontaneous, outgoing, those kind of go together. And then uh yeah humorous maybe <laughs> <I'll bet. laughs> okay and last question if you weren't a gymnast what would you be doing um god that's actually a really great question I actually think about that a lot because yeah. <laughs> sometimes like when we don't have practice I'm like I'm like laying in bed and I'm like wow what do I do with myself <laughs> like, who, who am I even who, who am I especially like in high school because like we had like a set schedule every single day like if you wake up go to school go to gym go do homework go to sleep it was just like the same every single day five days a week so I think in particular then I was like I don't know what to do myself whenever we didn't have practice so maybe I would be (laughs) I definitely I think I my parents would have had put me into like some other sport I like volleyball so Maybe I could have been a volleyball player. Definitely not a setter because I don't really have the height advantage for that. <laughs> but um, but you would still be an athlete. Like you think I you would, would, still, be I would still be an athlete. And I, I definitely think that I would have some athletic qualities that I would be able to portray into some other sport. And I don't know, my parents do a lot of cooking and my brother cooks and bakes. Maybe I would have become a baker or a cooker or something like that. I really don't know. It's really up in the air. (laughs) We want to say thank you so much to Maya for taking the time to come on our show. We seriously had so much fun talking to you and we're so excited to see what you and your team are going to do this season. Best of luck to you all. We're going to be rooting for you. Moving on to our question of the week, I thought this one would be fitting, so I selected this one on purpose with the World Championships coming up in just a week. Well, week and a half. Yeah, I guess depends on when you're listening to it, but approximately a week and a half. But the question is, what teams do you think will qualify to the Olympics from Worlds? So just as a little reminder, we have the United States, Great Britain, and Canada who already qualified by placing on the medal podium at last year's World Championships which means that the top nine teams in Antwerp, minus those three that already qualified, will qualify to the Paris Olympics. This is the last opportunity for teams to qualify to the Olympics. So it's going to be intense. It is. And there's a couple teams that I think, I mean, obviously you don't want to ever call anybody a lot, but there's a few teams that I think like disaster would have to like absolutely strike for them to not qualify a team on. And then there's a couple teams that are on like the bubble. And that's where I think it's going to get super interesting. And there's been so many injuries that in some ways it's kind of anyone's game, especially with those teams on the bubble. Yeah. 
Like, it really could go multiple different ways, I think. So I guess we'll go ahead with the teams that we feel pretty confident will make it. I always hate to be confident about anything because you just never know. So and these are just our opinions <laughs> on who we think will make it. Our semi-confident opinions. <laughs> so we have Brazil. I mean, Brazil is looking great. And I think, honestly, they're going to make a really strong case for the metal podium in Antwerp. Oh, 100%. They have Flavia back. Jaji Barbosa is looking good. Obviously, Rebecca Andraji. I mean, they're they're in really good shape. I, I think I see good things happening for this team. Yeah, they were a team that last year I was really hopeful would find their way onto the podium, and then they didn't have their best competition. But I'm hoping that this will be their year for redemption with everybody healthy and you know putting their best foot forward. I think that Brazil, like you said, really does have a chance to be on the podium here and also qualify onto the Paris Olympics. So Brazil, I would say Italy pretty confident that they're going to make it. Japan, they looked great last year at Worlds and were super close to the medal podium until the last event on an even bars. But they're one of those teams that have had a couple injuries, but I still think they have a really strong team and should, again, barring anything, you know, ridiculous happening, should qualify a team to the Olympics. France, I think, will most likely qualify to their home Olympics as a team. And then I think the last team that we have is kind of a quote-unquote lock would be China. And I would not call them a lock. <laughs> like, I don't like the fact that you just said that we would have them as a lock. Because I'm like, I, out of all of these teams, they're the one that I'm like, they are potentially a bubble team, depending on what happens. They're pretty beat up. Yes. Um, I don't think that this is going to be their best team by any stretch of the imagination. Since we last updated you guys, they've had another injury. This time to one of their beam specialists, Zhao Yachin. So she's somebody who will likely be replaced. We don't have any updates, at least at the time that we're recording this, on who the replacement will be. But this is a team that, like we said, could qualify and we would normally expect them to qualify a team on but could find themselves on the bubble if they're not careful so with the teams that we already mentioned you still have four more teams that get to qualify to the olympics so the rest of these teams potentially china as well depending on how they look are what i would consider to be kind of the bubble teams i think netherlands probably will make it australia i have at the moment making it but i think it's going to depend on the status of georgia godwin who aggravated a previous back injury that she had at the paris world challenge cup she did compete in the finals so it's something that we're hoping is not anything like super serious that'll keep her out of world it's just a question of whether she'll be 100 percent they also had Miela Brown, who hurt her ankle at the Paris World Cup as well. Um, she limped off the podium. We're not sure of the status of her injury, but she's somebody who I think was kind of... It was basically between her and Emily Whitehead, who would be the alternate for Australia. So I think that this, if anything, would just push her off the team if it is even semi-serious injury mm -hmm. and I would expect Emily Whitehead to then replace her but I still feel like they have a pretty promising team despite some of the uncertainty they have Brianna Scott who got fourth at the World Cup the Paris World Cup um, and I think that she's somebody who is in contention for a spot in the beam final at mm -hmm. Worlds so and Georgia Godwin competing in the beam final I think is Hopefully a good sign that whatever's going on with her isn't anything too serious. But Australia is definitely going to need her, I think, if they want to qualify a full team to the Olympics. So right now, I think I have them advancing. 
but stay tuned. <laughs> we also have Germany. We mentioned in our last episode, I think it was our last episode at least, they're without Ellie Seitz, which I think not only is a big loss score-wise, but I also think it hurts team morale. She's definitely the leader of that team. So that's really unfortunate. But Sarah Voss, she's back in the all-around. She recently competed in the all-around. She's had some elbow issues that has made it difficult for her to do bars. But kind of similar to Australia, I think that they still have a decent team if they can hit. So I think their situation is maybe not as dire as it was looking a couple weeks ago. I I think that they still have some potential here. And barring anything, you know, horrible, I, I do think that they are in pretty good standing to advance on as a team. So our last pick here might be controversial. I don't know. But it's a little bit of a feelings thing. I'm going to go with Romania. Interesting. <laughs> I would love that. Listen, <laughs> I would love that. So I feel like they have a better team now than they've had in the last the recent years. Um, Anna Barbosu, she's looking good in the all-around this year. You have... Sabrina Voigna, who's the bronze medalist on floor at the European Championships from this year. She's particularly useful to Romania on vault and floor, I would say. U.S. Romanian transplant Lilia Cosman. Who's actually from Michigan. She is. Fun fact. Yes. And she's a 2025, if I'm not mistaken. So she's on the recruiting trail right now, too. Well, she's I not. Mean, she's literally not right now. But, yes, probably not top priority right now. But, but what I'm soon. saying at is she's eligible to start recruiting. So keep your eyes on that. But she's one of the better bar workers, I would say, for Romania. And that's been a weak point for them in the past. Um, Amalia Giorgata, she has beautiful lines on bars. She actually got a 13-9 on bars at Romanian Championships, which I feel like is a pretty decent score for Romania on bars. Yeah. Um, but then she was in the nine range two other times this year at different competitions so yeah I was reading something that said that she may potentially be injured like I think there's a lot of question marks surrounding her because like you said she's competed but she hasn't really scored the greatest at one of the recent competitions she only did a layout like timer beam dismount yeah um so not really sure what's going on there but but someone that I think has potential if she's healthy that's keyword if she's healthy um, and then someone else as well. Romania, by the way, we should probably have said this from the start. They haven't named their world's team yet. So these people that we're talking about aren't even necessarily going to be on the world's team. We don't really know who's on the team yet. These are our so, guesses. Yeah, just kind of looking through the results and who they have to work with. These are just people that stand out to me. But um, the other one I was going to mention was Maria Chaplinski, who, of course, missed worlds last year due to an injury. But she was back doing all around at Romanian championships this year and someone who I feel has a lot of potential to help this team as well. So I don't know. I just feel like with some of the injuries from other teams that are on the bubble, this could be their their chance. Like yeah. This could be their year. If they can put a meet together, if they can stay on the equipment, that's going to be a very important <laughs> component for Romania at this world championships. But I think they have a chance is all I'm saying so I I see potential and I'm also just maybe hoping a little bit that this is the outcome that's going to happen but I guess we'll see so you have Romania in I think I would like that I think I yeah it's a it's semi-realistic semi just what I want to happen but sometimes that works out you know the other team that I think I'm kind of going back and forth with is Belgium. So this is going to be their home world championships, obviously, with it being in Antwerp. But they are not putting their best team forward, unfortunately. They have Nina Derwal out with an injury, Elisa Valen, who had some sort of illness. I can't remember off the top of my head it was exactly. like mono. <laughs> okay. 
And then Maylise Brassar, she's been absent from competition since Euros. Um, she was the other all-around athlete for Belgium at the World Championships last year. So definitely, like I said, not their best team. And I think they are potentially in sticky waters here. Just because it's your home Olympics, or sorry, home World Championships, <laughs> doesn't mean that you're going on to the Olympics, is what right. I was where I was going with that. So that really it's going to be... for Belgium. It really does. And it's going to be super interesting to see how they show up looking. Well, kind of like you mentioned with Germany, I think the team morale has to be pretty low right now too, losing so many top athletes. Right, like this can't feel good, you know? Yeah, like how do you walk into this world championships and feel even remotely confident? Not saying that they can't or that they won't, but I just but I feel like lot... it's hard to walk in and be confident when you have like the all the odds stacked against you, it feels like. And there's a lot on the line yeah. here. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that pressure, but... I'm not completely counting them out, but I think right now I have them out as far as like team qualification to the Olympics. You don't have them advancing? Yes. Um, There's a lot of other teams too that are kind of in the mix. South Korea, Mexico, Hungary. I would say those are probably the next teams in line as far as who actually has a realistic shot at qualifying. My biggest hope for all around qualifying for Worlds is Kaya Tanskanen from Finland. I was just going to say, <laughs> I would love to see Finland qualify a team. I don't know if I see it happening. I mean, hey, honestly, at this rate, I really do feel like anything could happen. There's been so many injuries and just things that like we wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as long as Kaya... Never say up, never. As long as Kaya ends up at the Olympics somehow... I'm good with it. Yeah, I think she's going to be looking at all-around qualification as her best bet, but we shall see. There's tons of individuals. Honestly, we would have to, like, pull up a list. We don't have that handy at the moment, but there's so many individuals that, you know, if they don't qualify with their teams, they're going to be looking for individual spots, yeah, either you- in the all-around here or the World Cups next year. Yep. But that is something that we will go deeper into, I think, after the World Championships when we know, like, what teams for sure aren't qualifying Mm -hmm. a lot of unknowns right now but if you guys have a question that you want us to answer we have a link in the show notes down below it's the same link every single episode and it's anonymous so you can ask anything whether it's you know a gymnastics question it can be something just for us um anything that you have you can send those in and we might answer it on the show That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And of course, you know the drill. We always have to end by thanking our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Alex M, Jenna A, ML, Katie C, MSU, Kimberly G, Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, and Libby. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. You guys are seriously the best, and the show wouldn't be possible without you guys, so sending you a virtual hug. If you are interested in joining our Patreon squad, we have a link in the show notes down below to our Patreon page where you can see a breakdown of the perks of each tier level, how much it costs, and all of that good stuff. We're hoping to be back with another episode next week with our medal predictions for the World Championships and also our thoughts on the U.S. team. So the world's team for the U.S. women is going to be 
announced after the world selection camp which people can watch on flip now you can do like a pay-per-view service i forget how much it is but you can pay just for the world selection camp if you don't want to actually subscribe to flip now but that will be tuesday september 19th at six excuse me 6 50 eastern time and then Wednesday, September 20th at 6.15 Eastern Time. So basically Wednesday evening, we should have our, not should, we will have our world's team for the U.S. women. Thursday morning by the latest. And then, yeah, we're hoping, depending on our schedule with work and school and me getting ready to leave for the world championships, we're hoping to find the time to sit down and record an episode with all of our thoughts on the women's world's team for the U.S. as well as just our medal predictions for worlds. But it's going to depend on how the week goes. Ashley leaves on Monday for Worlds. So sometime between like Thursday and Sunday, we would need to find the time to do this, which we should be able to do, but just want to like set the expectation that like it may happen, but it also may not happen, if that makes sense. You guys know how chaotic life can be, (laughs) but yes, stay tuned. And regardless, we will be bringing you as much Worlds content as we can with Ashley being actually over there. Um, We'll have to do some little Zoom podcasts together if she has the time. So we'll figure it out and we'll talk to you guys real soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.